With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod, brought to you by Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network as we head into week number two of the college football season. Luke Yardy here, along with Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White, coming off a very fun week one start to the college football season. Man, was it good to have a full slate of games over the weekend. Uh, I didn't have as much fun betting them last week uh, as we take a look at it. Scotty and Vaughn both went an even 500, 4-4. Four and four. I dropped 3-5, and five, so that puts me and Vaughn tied at 6-7 and seven through uh, week zero and week one. Scotty still chasing a little bit at 4-9, and nine, but making some progress here as we head into week number two with some great games on the Docket All Spreads brought to you via DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what we're going to be picking against here today as we've got eight games lined up. We're going to pick against a spread plus our eliminator pick. That is on the way. Vaughn, Scotty, what's going on, fellas? How are we doing here tonight? Hey, man, good. I, uh, you know, we were talking before we hopped on here about my Nebraska eliminator pick. I was uh, pretty nervous to say the least on Saturday, but uh, they they pulled it off. They got the dub and went four and four on the pick. So hoping to do better and hoping that I don't pick every single thing that Scotty picks this week. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we went four and four. So I guess I would have been I would have had the same record either way. Um, so I think I'm going to go back to my normal strategy. Just pick what I think is going to happen. But I, I was definitely happy to not go. Oh, and five. Um, so so that was good. Trending in the right direction. Um, and, and hoping to make some more improvements this week. 
We're, we're going to kick it off with the Week 2 staple right here as we're going to head to Iowa City for the uh, old Cyhawk battle. Iowa State visiting Iowa and the Hawkeyes. Three and a half point favorites, Vaughn. Yeah, this this was – there's usually one game, one or two games that always get me, and I go back and forth with it all week long, and this was one of them. But at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with Iowa. They're the home team. It's not a huge spread. I think the better play here would be the under. It's like 40 or 41, something along those lines. But Iowa has won six straight games over Iowa State, which is one of the longest streaks in the history of this rivalry here. Matt Campbell has just been awful in this series. So if you can imagine that he's terrible in this rivalry, what would you think if he was Michigan's head coach? So I'm going to take Iowa and just kind of roll the dice on that. Scotty, who do you like? I'm going to go with Iowa as well, um, but I had trouble with it too because I don't know if Iowa is even capable of getting four points. Um, their offense wasn't last week, um, so so they might need their their defense to come in and get a couple safeties to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing Bond said. Iowa State has not been able to get a win in this series, um, you know, even in, in their year where they were really good. Um, and I, I kind of see them starting to trend downwards again. I don't think that they're going to be that good this year, and I think Iowa takes care of business at home. Well, the good news is I'm going to go on the Iowa State side. I don't need Iowa State to win. I just need them to cover the three and a half here, uh, and I like that hook quite a bit. You know, Iowa State, you go back to last four years against Iowa. They're 0-4, but by a combined 21 points, just over five points a game, and there was a you know a 10-point game mixed in there. Uh, Iowa State has kept it close against Iowa. Probably, they outgave them in the box score last year, but they just turned it over a bunch of times against the Hawkeyes. Iowa 166 total yards against San Diego State a, a week ago. I think Iowa State is a better defense than San Diego State, obviously. And Hunter Deckers, I mean, he might be an upgrade from what Brock Purdy was a year ago. I know he had a great 2020, but last year really turned the ball over. Deckers was 25 at 31 for an 80.6% completion percentage, four touchdowns and interception a week ago. Give me Iowa State to cover against the Hawkeyes. Then we go to a nice non-conference matchup. A lot of hype seemingly surrounding this one. Tennessee, six and a half point favorites visiting Pittsburgh, Scotty. Yeah, I really like Pitt in this, which makes me really nervous, but I, I'm just not sold on Tennessee, and I'm really surprised to see that line so high. I mean, Pitt's the defending ACC champ. Um, obviously, they lost a lot of talent from last year, losing their quarterback to the NFL, um, wide receiver transfer to USC, but I, I'm not sold on Tennessee. Uh, if, if they were maybe like three-point favorite, I could understand that, but a touchdown is just really big. Pitt's at home. I, I like Pitt to cover the spread. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Yeah, Scotty, we're we're in line yet again, my friend. I'm also going with Pitt to uh, cover in this one. Tennessee lost to Pitt last year at home. Now they have to go on the road uh, to play against Pitt. Slovis looked pretty good at the uh, quarterback, their new transfer quarterback. Looked pretty good last week over uh, West Virginia. And uh, Tennessee is only 4-3 and three against the spread last season when they were favorited. Uh, which is pretty abysmal considering how many times they were favored uh, last season and they're pretty average team uh, historically over the last like decade plus. Uh, so I'm going to take Pitt to cover and uh, potentially win uh, just overall. I, I do like where Pitt's at going into this game. I'm going to be on the Tennessee side here uh, because I think it is uh, a very bad thing for Pittsburgh. I know their quarterback looked okay against a bad West Virginia defense, but – 
I don't think Pitt can run the ball, man. They had two yards per carry against West Virginia. Tennessee allowed just 2.7 yards per carry against Ball State. I think they're going to shut them down, make Pittsburgh one-dimensional. I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. You know, Tennessee returning 9 of 12 defensive starters from a year ago that allowed under four or three under four yards per carry. I like Tennessee uh, to get after it defensively. I think they're a much better team than West Virginia. And West Virginia arguably probably should have won that game last week. So give me the Volunteers on the road, even though it's a it's a big spread for a road favorite. Uh, but I like the Volunteers. As we head back into the Big Ten in a non-conference matchup, Virginia visiting Illinois. The Illini, four-and-a-half-point favorites, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm, you know, this was one of the other ones that I was kind of going back and forth with all week but I'm actually going to go with Virginia in this one this is a, a a good game for Illinois to bounce back but Virginia blew them out last season and they return essentially the uh, same squad that they had from 2021 so if Illinois does win I don't think it'll be by more than a field goal so I'm going to take Virginia to at least cover the game if not win outright Scotty how about you Vaughn, the, the trend is continuing. I, I'm going to take Virginia as well. Um, it, I, I, was, I was back and forth on this one a lot. Illinois, tough loss last week to Indiana. That would have just been so huge uh, for Illinois to get off to a 2-0 start. Um, I definitely could see Illinois winning this game. You know, They're trying to bounce back from a tough loss. I think these are two really evenly matched teams, but I think if Illinois does get the win, it's going to be around a field goal. So I'll take Virginia to cover that. Man, this is either going to be a really good week or a really bad week for me. I'm on the other side. I like the Illini minus four and a half. Uh, this is a, a case where I think Illinois probably should have beat Indiana a week ago. They got screwed on a bad uh, call in the end zone, uh, which probably would have gave them the win. They get the extra day on f- from playing on Friday, and I think they can control the game on the ground. Average over six yards a carry against Wyoming, four yards a carry against Indiana, and Virginia against Richmond allowed about five yards a carry. We know what Bielema likes to do he likes to run it down your throat I think Illinois is going to control this game and I like the Illini to cover the four and a half win by about a touchdown against Virginia huge SEC matchup already in week number two a couple of top 25 teams number 20 Kentucky visiting number 12 Florida coming off a very impressive win against Utah the Gators six point favorites at home Scotty yeah I'm gonna take Florida here um I wasn't quite sure if I was really sold on him after the win um, but the quarterback play was impressive. Um, I mean, we've all seen the highlight, the little little pump fake spin around play. That was awesome. Um, and I think that I think that Florida might be might be a little bit back. Um, I don't know. I was a little surprised to see him jump all the way up to twelve. Um, but I think Kentucky takes a step back from having a good season last year. Florida's at home. Um, I know they had a big winning streak against Kentucky and recently lost it. I think they get back to that and win by a touchdown. Vaughn, how do you like it? God damn it, Scotty. I'm uh, I'm going with Florida, man. Anthony Richardson, you talked about it. Looked impressive on the ground, through the air. And that was against a really good Utah defense. Kentucky's got a solid defensive squad as well, but uh, is not better than Utah's. And another home game, night game atmosphere here. The Swamp is one of the toughest places to play in the SEC. So it's going to be rocking. So I'm taking Florida. I love it. I'm on the Kentucky side here, boys. Give me the road dog at plus six. You know, you take a look back at last week while Florida was in the, the, the papers and all over, you know, the country front headlines for beating Utah. Kentucky quietly absolutely handled Miami of Ohio 37-13. Will Levis was 21-32, 300 yards and three 
touchdowns. I think these are two very evenly matched teams. I think it's going to be a dogfight all the way throughout in six points. Uh, originally, I, I took this at six and a half because that's what it was. Looks like it's moved to six now. That's still too many points for me to leave on the table in, in which I think are two very evenly matched teams. Plus, I expect a bit of a letdown from Florida, right? They were all hyped up all offseason. First game with a new head coach, bringing in a team that was Pac-12 champs a year ago and were able to get it done in a very emotional win, getting a pick in the end zone to end it. Uh, yeah, I think a letdown is upcoming, and I like Kentucky to go into the swamp and at least cover six, if not win outright. Number 10, USC, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at rival Stanford, Vaughn. Yeah, th this is one of those that you look at it on paper and you say, why isn't USC favored by more? So this is one of those where I kind of just say Vegas knows something, and I'm going to go with Stanford to cover the eight-and-a-half. So uh, a home dog um so I, I usually like to take one of those every week so uh, I'm gonna take uh Stanford and kind of just cross my fingers and hope that something is going on here so uh I'm gonna roll with Stanford this week Scotty how do you see it all right Vaughn the, the streak's finally over I'm going with <laughs> USC here um I mean I had the same reaction I was like I really think that USC should be favored in this but I mean USC we've seen their struggles past couple years um you know, they've had some games where it was looking like, okay, maybe USC can be really good this year. And they've, they've been tripped up by Stanford when Stanford's not that good. But Lincoln Riley, the coach, they've got Caleb Williams at quarterback. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the pitch transfer wide receiver. They Jordan Addison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just playing Rice, but they still looked really good. Um, and Stanford's just not a very good football team. And I like USC to, to cover with ease in this one. Give me the home dog at plus eight and a half. And this wasn't even a thing where I thought USC uh, should be favored by more. I actually just like the Stanford side here. Like USC dominated Rice, right? But three defensive touchdowns for USC in that ball game, I think really um, skewed perception on what exactly that game was. They allowed over four yards of carry to Rice on the ground. Meanwhile, Stanford absolutely dominated Colgate, six yards of carry, EJ Smith, over 10 yards of carry. I think Stanford's going to be able to move the ball on the ground. We know Lincoln Riley de de defenses in the past have been pretty weak, and I think Stanford is going to out-physical them, and I think they're going to keep it pretty close and cover uh, the 8.5. By the way, Tanner McKee, 22-27 uh, last week for 308 yards. They might be able to throw it around on USC a little bit as well. Number 9, Baylor at number 21, BYU. The Cougars, three-point favorites and a late kick, 10-15, Scotty. Yeah, this one was was probably the one that I struggled with the most. Um, it's going to be tough. BYU um, minus three. It's I really like it to be right around there. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a push at all. Um, but I think Baylor is a little slept on this year. Um, won the won the Big Twelve a year ago, I, and I'm not too sold on Oklahoma this year. I think that they can make another push to the Big Twelve title. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with them. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a push, but I think I'm going to take Oklahoma state here. Or Baylor, oh, well, all right. I was going to say, what, what game are <laughs> we talking about 12, here? <laughs> I got my big 12 championship <laughs> teams mixed up a little bit. <laughs> Vaughn, how do you see it going? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Baylor as well at plus three. Uh, I, I just really like Baylor and you kind of just stole my thunder there, Scotty. I, I think they are going to win the big 12 this season it's going to be the second straight time if they do it they looked dominant in week one albeit it was not against good competition whatsoever but it was a 59 point win for Baylor last week BYU is a sneaky good team this year but 
give me Baylor, man. I love their coaching staff and I love the players that they got on offense. So I'm going to pick them to not only cover, but they're going to win this game against BYU. Yeah, I love Baylor outright here. Uh, you know, they showed why Dave Arenado is a great defensive mind. I mean, they return uh, in Phil Steele's mind. He's got Baylor as the best defensive line of the best DBs in the Big 12. Last week, they were fantastic. 2.9 yards per carry allowed. Uh, the opposing quarterback went 13 of 30 for only 150 yards. Uh, Baylor, their run D is absolutely ridiculous, and they're going to be able to shut down BYU. This feels like a, a money line type game, but give, for this sake, I definitely like Baylor uh, plus three. Then we go to the noon kick, the game that everyone has their eye on, even though it is a three-touchdown spread. Number one, Alabama, 20-point favorites as they visit Austin to go take on the Longhorns of Texas, Vaughn. So let me preface this by saying if for some reason you're just following my picks and you're putting money based on my picks, don't do it for this one. Uh, this is a very selfish kind of uh, homer pick. I'm picking Texas uh, because I want this game to not only be super close, uh, but I, I do actually think it could be close. This is going to be one of those games down in Texas. It's going to be 100 degrees at game time. It's going to be a, a crazy atmosphere down in Austin. Uh, but the main reason here is because I picked Quinn Ewers to win the Heisman this year. So if he were to beat Nick Saban and number one Alabama, I think that would be the best possible start to a Heisman Trophy campaign. So give me the Longhorns all day long here. How about you, Scotty? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think that Texas is loaded with talent, um, but they, they were pretty loaded with talent last year. Um B. John Robinson was on the team. Xavier Worthy was on the team. I mean, they were a really good team. They lost to Kansas. Um, so I can't quite pull the trigger on Texas. Um, I, I, I think that they're going to win the Big 12. I really think that they're going to be really good, but I can't quite pull the trigger until I see it, especially when they're playing Bama. So I'm going to go with Alabama to cover this one. Yeah, this is – I'm going with the Crimson Tide here because – this feels like the USC opener a couple of years ago or maybe, you know, the, the Michigan game in 2012 where it's a marquee non-conference matchup, right? And everyone's getting excited for it. And uh, or even the Bama Florida State uh, game uh, when what was his name? Francois or, or I can't remember exactly what his name yeah, was. The quarterback. Francois. Yes. When he was a quarterback and Bama just rolled them. That's what this game feels like to me right here um and I've, i heard something interesting today i was listening to bet the board and they said that quinn ewers last week uh against ulm he he didn't face a lot of pressure but seven percent of his snaps resulted in a turnover worthy play that's not gonna fly against alabama you start turning it over, Bama's going to kill you. I think that's what happens. I like Bama to cover the 20. This spread could probably be 25-26, and I'm still taking uh, the Crimson Tide. Finally, uh, I've got similar sentiments about this next one. As Hawaii <laughs> visits the Big House, Michigan, the biggest favorite of the week, 51.5-point favorites, Vaughn. Do they cover? <laughs> Michigan does cover in this game, believe it or not. The last time they played Hawaii, it was at home in 2016. The score of that game was 63-3. to And I, th I think this Michigan team overall, uh, at least on offense, is better than that 2016 team. Hawaii's quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, they, they're all, I mean, not to disparage the players, but 
they're all terrible. So uh, this is just going to be one of those games where it's a bloodbath from start to finish. And uh, if you're taking your children to this game, uh, I, I don't think you should let them witness on-field murder. So I'm going to take Michigan because it is going to be a it's going to be like one of those like the Rutgers game of 2016. This could be a, a blowout of epic proportions. So I'm going with the Maize and Blue here. Scotty, how do you feel about it? Uh, Vaughn, it's funny you mentioned the Rutgers game because I used the same comparison at work today when I was talking to one of my friends about it. And I look at, you know, Vanderbilt covered this spread against Hawaii. I think Michigan's it's, it's going to look also like that uh, Northern Illinois game last year. Michigan's going to be close to 50 by halftime. And we're going to get to see J.J. McCarthy tomorrow or on Saturday. But I guess tomorrow, if you're listening, um, J.J. McCarthy is him, Hemi Neutron, Hemothy Chalamet, whatever you want to call him. It's going to be amazing. Um, I like I like Michigan. If Vanderbilt can cover that against Hawaii, Michigan, I like him to score 70 in this one. Scotty stole my line, man. Vanderbilt covered this spread yeah. against Hawaii. Like, and that was at Hawaii, you know? <laughs> I mean, we got we got them coming to the big house. Uh, 51 and a half, that's, that's not nearly high enough. I can't believe it opened at 46. It got to 50 faster. I think it was within hours it got to 50. It moved four points. Uh, and again, this is this is going to be the J.J. McCarthy showcase. He is going to go into this one, right? And he's going to want to put on, to show, on a show. He might not have to. Uh, Hawaii allowed 9.2 yards of carry against Vanderbilt, and we know how good Michigan's offensive line is. I mean, it could literally be like, it, it could be upwards of 13, 14 yards of carry for Michigan here in this one. They almost certainly are going to score a touchdown on every single possession, given that the rain stays away. Uh, so I definitely like the Wolverines to cover uh, 51 and a half. So now we move on to our little quirk this year in the Pick'em podcast. It's our eliminator pick, our survivor pool. All of us survived a week ago. Scotty and I went Maryland against Buffalo. Vaughn had to sweat it a little bit, Nebraska against North Dakota, but you did survive, Vaughn. Yeah, thank God I didn't uh, end up shit in the bed the week one that would be kind of embarrassing sitting this one out um but you know what nonetheless we forge ahead and uh i'm gonna roll with uh, your guys's pick from last week actually luke and that's maryland they play charlotte this week i know this is a road game but charlotte is kind of like one of those hawaii teams this year they're just god awful uh and, and this one could get ugly pretty quick too so i think maryland's gonna win uh at charlotte scotty who do you like I was a little back and forth this week, really just trying to figure out who the worst team is between Rutgers, Indiana, and Nebraska. Um, and I'm, I'm really having a lot of problems and looking at their schedule, but I think I'm going to take Indiana here as my eliminator pick. Um, they're taking on Idaho at home. Um, I, would, I would be very shocked if they lost that game. ESPN FBI only gives Idaho a 3.8% chance. Um, so I'm going to go with Iowa or Indiana. I feel like this is probably the only week that I can feel very confident taking the Scarlet Knights uh, to win and, and not worry about, you know, screwing it up and, and losing my picks. So I'm going to take Rutgers going up against Wagner. Uh, and, I mean, that, that pretty much says it all, right? It's Wagner going to <laughs> Piscataway to take on Rutgers. I'm probably not going to pick Rutgers in any other week here this year. So let's take the Scarlet Knights, and we'll just skate through the first couple of weeks before the picks get tough, before we get into conference play. This has been our pick em podcast. Before we go, Vaughn, Scotty, I'll start with you, Vaughn. Where can we find you on social media? 
Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Be tweeting about the Michigan game this weekend. And uh, yeah, got a lot of content on the Maize and Brew page too. So go follow Maize and Brew at Maize and Brew. Would really appreciate that too. Scotty, where can we find you, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore S-C-O-T-T-Y. Um, yeah, just pumping out a lot of content about football this year. All the podcasts, all the articles, they will all be there. So you can give me a follow there. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review for all of our shows. And also make sure to subscribe to the Maze & Brew YouTube page. And like Vaughn said, follow the Maze & Brew Twitter account because Scotty and I will be live every Monday night around 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock, somewhere in that window, talking about the Michigan game that happened over the weekend. We want to get your thoughts. We want you in the chat. We want to interact with you. So make sure you're on the lookout for those shows on Monday nights. For my partners, Vaughn Lozon, Scotty White, I'm Luke Giardi. We'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.